and we are back for episode two of Touch Em All. I am your host, Hayden McDaniel. Joining me is the Latino lady magnet himself, Mr. Jose Del Rio. We are here today to talk about the lockout and everything that has gone on because, believe it or not, there is finally some progress that we can talk about in the collective bargaining agreement movement. And Jose and I are here to talk about it. So, Jose, man. Well, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Glad to be back. Uh, and had lots of fun reminiscing on the last episode of what an amazing season it was. And exactly. now I guess the big question is, will there be a 2022 season? And uh, right now, things are looking better than they did, they did last, last week. And I'm glad that finally we're having talks because the only the, – the people that are – from all this is first the players but minor leaguers but even more important the fans the game of baseball itself uh the game that we love and and it's sad that it's taken this long there wasn't many talks even at the beginning you know one once they went to the lockout and so but finally the ball's being pushed a little bit and hopefully we got something yeah man i i, I agree because uh i feel like with and the shortened season in 2020, the amount of revenue lost from, you know, not having fans in the stands, not having fans, you know, at the team stores buying stuff as for Braves fans, not having fans at the battery. It was costly to a lot of teams, a lot of ownership and l- losing a, it, a very, I mean, honestly, any time in baseball would be, um, would be another hit to a lot of organizations. But if we were to lose a whole season, which I don't think is going to happen at this point, I think we are going to have a season. Um, w- there's still the strong possibility that um, that opening day might happen on time. But I'm more optimistic about it now than I was last week. Um, the only thing I think that would be cut short is spring training, which, I mean, if you cut that short a week or two, you get five, six weeks of spring training as it is. So I don't really think there's going to be that much of a difference. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not a professional ball player, uh, but um, but yeah, it's it's it was very uh, very um, encouraging to see. Golly, I couldn't think of the word for a second. Very encouraging to see that they were talking this week that little little moves were being made. You know, you've got now you've got the parameters of the arb of the pre-arbitration uh you've got this the salary cap being raised for you know two years of service or whatever um and you've got you know a little bit of meeting in the middle Uh, there's still a lot to be worked out um with all of this but Mm -hmm. um but very encouraging this week to see that uh that some talks that were moving forward and not backwards because in December we weren't moving at all. I mean, yeah, there was no meetings, no meetings at all. Yeah, and I mean, right before, I mean, there and if they were meeting, they were meeting for ten minutes at a time, and you're not going to get anything done in a ten minute meeting. What are you going to do? Sit down, talk for a minute, stand up, get out. I mean, their ten minutes of meeting gets nothing done. You're finally starting to see them meet for about two hours at a time, and progress is being made. The only thing that I am concerned about. And I said the pre-arbitration pool, there was an agreement there. That is where I'm way off. Um, I'm reading Jeff Passon's tweet saying MLB, MLB agreed to accept parameters, 
of a, of a pre-arbitration bonus pool from for the top 30 WAR. MLBPA is seeking 105 million league offered 10 million. So there's still a gap there, about a $95 million gap there, um, which I'm hoping with a few negotiations they'd be able to meet in the middle. But, um, but man, the, yeah. a, lo- a long way to go. Um, but seeing that there's talks is very encouraging at this point. Yeah, and, and that's good. Honestly, I think that there needs to be longer talks and more and more uh, – but we're making progress, so that's better, and, and that's why we, we're talking about this because there was nothing at the beginning, as you. Were. Um, and so, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically, the owners, they, actually, before I even say this, I'm actually on the side of the players in all of this. The I agree. owners are having so they have so much money that they're making, and that money is just not being passed down to the players as as it should be. Right. Society in general. Will will blame the players if things go wrong because they're they just view, you know, these players making millions of dollars and saying, you know, you're not making enough, or you know, you're already making a lot of money. Why do you want more? The reality behind all this is even bigger. It's billionaires versus millionaires, and the billionaires want more and more money. Uh, and and this is not to get this is not a political thing. This is just we're just talking baseball here. Right. Um, and. And just even eliminate the top big players, right? Eliminate the top salaries there is. There's a lot of players within Major League Baseball and in the minors not, you know, they, they could be making more. Right. Uh, while, while baseball is shattering revenue records, uh, you know, I think it's gone up by 30% between the years of 09 and 13 is what I read. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, even they're off, but they continue to make just huge revenues. Uh, and I know for the Braves, just as a standalone, they last year alone, uh, they made the most ever, you know, uh, just yeah. shattered all kinds of record, all kinds of money. And so the players are angry. This is the time that they were not going to allow the, the, the owners to kind of walk over them. They're, they're trying to get some of this pool. And there's also problems in the game that need to be resolved in this. In my opinion, the tanking situation in MLB of teams tanking is another problem. But that's another story we can get to here in a few. But the players are mad for good reason. Right. Uh, they want to share in some of these revenue, uh, what they call the, the, the revenue sharing. And uh, that's why they, they were trying to get free agents to go to five years from six. I think they finally said that, you know, they're, they're just going to let that go and they're just going to go with it. They'll stay with six years and three years of arbitration, which is which what it is now. But um yeah, they, they, and they also want their young players to get compensated. You know, I think you have to play a couple of years and you you make the league minimum. Is that correct? Right. Right. Now? I think it was different. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm trying to think. I know. I think Austin Riley is currently still playing. Making. Out. Yeah, you would think he's making the minimum, which is five hundred and fifty thousand a year. I mean, you yeah. think one of the best players in the World Series and and all this just making that. I mean, for us, $550,000 a year is, is great, obviously. I mean, right? I could do a lot with but, that. <laughs> but we're talking with – exactly. We're talking about players that – I mean, Austin Riley's one in 100,000 baseball players. You know, he's competed through a lot to get to where he's at. So are yeah. all these young players. They want to get something, right? Right. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that uh, I think that minimum salary is way too low for, um, for anybody at this point. Um, I'm trying to think of other players that are still – playing off of minimum salary um that uh i i I, if i'm not mistaken i think max freed might be one of those guys i'm not 100 percent sure 
if that's the case. But you got guys like that. I mean, you've got two really crucial pieces to what was a World Series team just, you know, two months ago. Um, li- still living off of that contract. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know Dansby up until a few years ago, I believe, was still playing off of that too. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't th- – people don't understand. This isn't the the players arguing for guys like Mike Trout. They're not arguing for guys like Freddie Freeman, Acuna, those guys. They're arguing for the little guys. They're arguing for the yeah. guys that are just coming up um, mm-hmm. from the minor leagues because, I mean, you know, you got the top you, – you get the hottest prospect in all of baseball called up and making his major league debut. He, I mean, to, like you said, to us – $550,000 is a lot of money. I could do a lot with $550,000. I could live off of that per year for the rest of my life easily. Um, but, I mean, when you're, a, when you're a professional ball player, you're having to – you look at the things that they have to do. You look at the outside stuff. I mean, they're traveling all the time. They're staying in hotels. They're having to, you know, go out. I mean, they're paying for yeah. meals. Paying, I mean, it yeah, all Yeah, and think up. about it this. Think about it this way. A play, let's just take um, Dansby or let's just pretend he wasn't going to work out, right? Right. You go through all these ranks in the minors in college. If, like he, I think he was in college. Yeah, he yeah, was in he was. Um So all of this time that you're getting nothing, we know what minor leaguers get paid, which is, you know, yeah, they don't make going, enough. We'll, we'll get into that later, yeah. Yeah, we, we've got another show just based on that here coming up. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So you think all that time been in the minors and all that and you haven't made enough you're banking really on not only making the major league roster but hopefully working playing a couple years and doing well to finally get paid yeah and that's not guaranteed you can play a year in a major league team and that's i mean that's almost that is incredibly difficult to to even make it to that level and then to play a year and let's say you get injured and you're done right you're done so they want some protections for these guys for good reason. Right. They've worked their whole lives to get where they're at. And the owners have the money. Um, I'm looking at an article. Um, I think it's one of those uh, SB Nation uh, pages. <laughs> this has happened to be from the Tigers. But MLB revenues went from $8.2 billion in, in 2015 to 10.7. So a 30% increase in revenue. But their salaries have been decreasing by 6.4% over, overall. Uh, and, and you see this, yeah, that that's crazy. And 54% of players in major league baseball are not eligible for arbitration. So what, guess what? They earn the minimum salary. So right. the, the, the small guys that just came up and, uh, here's the crazy thing. 13 teams have a payroll under a hundred million, uh, five teams spend less than 50 million. So you have a problem of some of these teams tanking and still getting some of these big prospect names. You come up, you get a big prospect name. You barely pay him anything. You get some money off of them. And, you know, the play, that's why the players are mad. I think for yeah. good reason. Yeah. I mean, you've got these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got fans filing in to see the top prospects when they get called up. And the pro- top prospects are only making – I mean, are making about $600,000, $550,000 a year. And, you know, the owners are raking in the whatever they make off of ticket sales. So, I mean, it, it to me, there's just a lot out there. The, the fans aren't there to see the owners. The fans are there to see the players. And I think that a lot of, I don't know, there needs to be something where, I mean, they, they have to be getting paid more. Absolutely have to be getting paid more. 
Um, it, it, and like I said, it's a, it's a crying shame that uh, we're having to see, you know, minor league ball players li- living in borderline poverty. I mean, a lot of these guys are like, how bad can it be? You're getting to travel and play baseball everywhere you go. Just, just if you're out there and you're one of those people that think that think that way about minor league ball players or just professional ball players in general, go go read some of these articles out there about the conditions that minor league players live in. They're they're not they're not what you think they are. Um, mm-hmm. And we're gonna, like I said earlier, Jose and I are going to get into that in a future episode. We have some. Uh, I, I've already been researching some of this stuff, and uh, we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. There are some uh, pretty infuriating stories that I have read about um, minor league and young players' pay. It, it, it's very sad and it's very frustrating how much how much they get paid and just the way they're treated. It's it, it, it's it, it all needs to be changed. And I there was actually an ESPN article that came out today about um, minor league players in their living situation that we will get in, that I'm going to use as part of that. Uh, and I'm going to use for research when it comes down to that point. Uh, but other stuff besides the money and the, you know, the financial side of things, Jose, um, other things that I've, we've been seeing that have been kind of a holdup in this lockout um, are just that let's talk about, we've talked about the finance. We talked about the business side of things. Now let's talk about the baseball side of things. Let's talk about the fun stuff, the baseball side of things. Um, Here's what the owners want when it comes to in the terms of baseball. They want to see an expanded playoffs, which, of course, means more money. Yeah, there you go. It goes again to the point of more money. Yep. And then you've got – they want to see the season – if I read this correctly, they want to see the season cut to 154 games and then expand the playoffs. So from what I've read, about the expanded playoffs they want to be able to kind of have a glimpse of what it was like in 2020 you know when you had the wild card round where you had you know you there were there were two there were some there were some good teams i mean you got to see them there there were some upsets or whatever you want to call it in baseball um you saw the marlins beat the that were i think a six seed um come out and beat the Cubs who were who were the three seed and you got to see the Marlins play the Braves in the NLDS thank you Marlins for winning the NLDS and making our path to the NLCS a lot easier by the way yeah um, and then things didn't go well after that well yeah but uh, I don't want to be that guy yeah that is true but hey we, we just won a World Series Jose we can we can we can we can forget about that now that's all in the past um, still hurt but it, it, it does it does I mean you're always going to think about the what could have been but basically, I think what they're wanting to see is, you know, the like seedings. They're wanting to see seedings in baseball. I think they're wanting to see a 14-team playoff. Yeah. Um, it is currently, at the moment, a 12-team playoff when it comes to the wild card. You've got two teams in each league in the wild card, and then you've got the winner of the wild card playing the, uh, the top-seeded the top seeded team or the, 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 the team with the best record in the league, I guess you could say. Um, which last year made it very interesting considering the NL West was stacked. Um, and then you've got – but then they'll play – but anyway, the wild card team will play the top team in the in their league, National League, American League. And then that will be in the NLDS, ALD, in the divisional round, the divisional 
playoffs. Um, and then the winner of that goes to the NLCS. Winner of that goes to um, the World Series. But anyway, uh, one thing that I have read is that um, when they do the playoff matchups, that the top seeded teams get to pick their opponent when uh, it comes to the lower yes. seed team. Uh, or was it the top seeded team or the lower seeded team gets to pick their opponent? You would think it'd be the top seeded team, yes. I think it is the top seeded team. Um, that to me, I, I, I don't, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's just that's just weird. That's that, different. That's yeah. Think uh, I mean. So here's the thing with the playoffs. To me, that's the best baseball you got. You know, oh, absolutely. Uh, There's no just... playoff atmosphere like a baseball playoff atmosphere. I was absolutely. saying that. I, I was saying that the other day. Um, I mean, you we're currently in the NFL playoffs right now. You see, the, the excitement of the NFL players, as fun as it has been, as fun as this past weekend was in the NFL. Um, it's still. I mean, it still doesn't compare to a baseball atmosphere because very, very often. Very, very little do you see NFL players, you know, jumping and running off the sideline, which granted they get a 15-yard penalty if that were the case, um, or any other sport where you're seeing teams just the, the intensity, the, um, the passion that they show when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, in baseball, you're seeing players jump out of the dugout. You're seeing players halfway down the line when, you know, they're scoring runs or whatever because it means that much. The, the intensity is revved up. The stadium is wrapped up, and so yeah, there, there's nothing like a baseball playoff atmosphere. But what, I, but I, what I'm getting at is the whole seating thing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's tough. Here's the thing: Do you want more teams to be into the playoffs? I think maybe more wild card teams would be fine. Maybe two more. Uh, that that I mean, because look, the wild card teams. You see how far they make it sometimes. It's that momentum. They weren't supposed to be there. It's that momentum. And I think I think it's supposed saw, to help. You saw the Nationals um, won a World Series. From... Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and think about it. Uh, this year, what if what if we hadn't won the division and, you know, we had an, a competitive record? It, it, we could have gone in. Uh, as a wild card team, and 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 just I forget which other wild card teams have won it. Uh, I think the Cardinals did. I the mean, Cardinals so many teams it, have. Yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of those teams that are wild card teams that knock out some some good firepower teams. The, the uh, Giants. The Giants did in 14 as well. I that's right. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that's good. 14 teams. What does that tell you? That tells you regular season. Eh, you can just be okay, right? And that's something the players. And, you're gonna that's get in, the, and guess what? You better get hot at the end, and you, you could possibly win. Who cares what happens in the other part of the season? Because you just have to be okay. Yeah, um, look at yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that because that is one thing that the players are are. That's why the players are against um <clears throat> against the playoff expansion because yes, they think it could encourage owners to spend less on good players or not go out and get the players that they need. And because they, the owners can just think, oh, well, you know, we're good enough to make the playoffs. So, you know, with the playoffs being expanded, 
we could just slip into the playoffs and not have to spend that much money. When at the end of the day, are you trying to make the playoffs? Or is your goal to make the playoffs every year? Or is your goal to win the World Series? Yes. I mean. And I, I think at the end of the day, 14 teams is too much. We just talked about how exciting the playoffs are. When you have 14 teams playing all these games, it's not going to be as intense. The games are going to uh, maybe, maybe for the team. Yes, maybe for the teams that are really, uh, you know, barely squeezed in and somehow they're there. Like maybe for those fan bases. I mean, think about uh, a team like the Mariners, right, and their fan base. Yeah, or not, the Blue Jays. Or the Blue Jays that are almost there but not really. Right. Uh, that would be exciting for a team like that. But uh, a team like, um, you know, the, <clears throat> the Marlins, Braves. Yeah. Yeah, or a team that is just kind of screeching by. That's uh, true. You're talking that's about just, yeah, yeah. I, yeah thought talking, just, I thought you were talking about the the higher seed teams, but yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, the lower seed teams. That it's just right. And think about a big team that has really worked hard, right? Right. Done really well. The Dodgers kept talking about that this year, right? We should have been, you know, there was no reason the Braves should have had home field advantage. You know, we had a much better record, which they did, right? That's not the rules. Think about a team like that getting knocked out by you know, the 14th place team coming into the playoffs. And that can right. happen, right? Because it's just based on a series, I'm assuming. Right. Um, obviously, the Dodgers are going to try to pick the worst team if, 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 if this is the rules that you're talking about. Um, and what if they were getting knocked out by a really bad team? And I don't think you could judge 154 games what they're proposing, or if, if it's even 182. I don't know. Uh, you can't judge that. Um in that time frame, you know, um, right. in one. So it's a double-edged sword. I don't think they need to be going from what we have now to 14 teams. That's, that's drastic. Um, I think it's a part in the owners again, trying to make more money because the playoffs go directly to the teams, right? The playoff right. TV revenue. So the owners want that. The owners right. want to, and, and the players, of course, if the players, in my opinion, if they buckle down and, and say no to a lot of this stuff, there won't be a season. Because the owners don't seem to be giving up much. And we haven't right. seen the owners really give up much other than the uh, – no, no, they haven't really. I mean, they haven't m- done much of giving up uh, on their demands. So, uh, it sounds like the players are kind of – I really think the owners should be thinking long-term in the game. Right. And uh, instead of I'm trying to make more money, more playoff money, what about how do we You're develop not- our teams? How yeah. do we – engage the fans because we're having a problem of engaging young people watching the game. Right. Uh, but no, Hey, let's just make more playoff teams and uh, yeah, let's, you know, more money. Right. They're more less money to players. Yeah. Right. They're, they're more, uh, they're more involved in the dollar than they are in the entertainment when really the entertainment is what draws the dollars. Um, yes. You've got, do, I and mean, do you know who represents these amazing owners? Our very favorite person. Our very Manfred. own, yeah, our very own commissioner, which he he represents guy. them. So guess what, Manfred is going to do? He's not. He doesn't care to protect the game of baseball and to come up with better ideas to grow the game. To uh, you know all that stuff. He doesn't. That's not his interest. His interest is to make sure the owners are happy and are making money. Right. So that is why we are where we're at. The owners and the commissioner himself does not care about all that. We right. haven't seen him care about that for the past years. I mean, don't get me started on the things he's done to the Braves 
that's just another whole podcast, a series of podcasts just right. on his mishandling of things. But obviously, they haven't done anything well with this whole uh, lockout, and I blame it all on them again. Right. I, I, I blame I blame this whole I, I blame this whole lockout. Yes, on the owners, but you mentioned it. I blame it. it it's solely at the hands of Rob Manfred. This whole thing is this points back to Rob Manfred and Jose. I'm sorry. I'm going to get ticked off here for a minute. But Rob Manfred, man, you got to go. You got to go. I've, I, I've had enough of your nonsense. When you called out the players on Twitter after the lockout officially began, that, that did it for me. It did it for me when you took the All-Star game out of Atlanta. But when you officially went on Twitter and called out the players, the guys who have been making this sport money all these years, the one that I mean, this whole thing's this whole thing comes down to money. The players have been the ones making this making this sport money, and yeah. you're the you got to go, Rob Manfred. You got to go. It's time for you to step aside. Let somebody else take over because this is ridiculous. No, no employee wants to play for a boss or no. Wow, I'm wow. No employee wants to work for a boss who they don't feel like has their back. I, that that's just that's just how it is, and to me, it's gotten too political. Rob Manfred's made baseball a political game, and we try to get away from politics. And sports is our way to get away from politics. You know, there's too many, there's too much politics going on in the world as it is. Too many things that boil down to politics. Sports should not be one of those things. The thing that sports is the way this it, it's a thing in people's lives. That, you know, it's entertainment. You get to see, you know, for us, we get to see Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, yeah. uh, Max Freed. We get, we get to, we, that's, we're not thinking about politics. We're thinking about going out there and cheering on our team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ways for family. I mean, it goes beyond that too. It's ways for, you know, one of the biggest things that, my dad and I have, I mean, when we, when I was a kid, my dad and I would go to Braves games. That's how my dad and I's relationship continued to grow. That was, I mean, my dad and I have always had a great relationship. But, you know, the fact that he took time to take me to baseball games, teach me the game of baseball, you know, that's how it took, that, that's part of what made my relationship with my dad so special or what, what makes it so special. Mm-hmm. You know, getting to go to a World Series game with him. I mean, that that's what baseball, that's what sports are all about. They build relationships. Jose, you've seen me at games talking to random strangers that I've only known for the moment I've sat down to the moment the game ends and I've never seen them again. I mean, it brings people together. And now, yeah, I mean, Rob Manford is is at the hands of possibly destroying or allowing the game of baseball to hurt. And that yep. is shameful. Yeah. Um, and- Yep, I, I 100% agree with you. Rant over. I'm done. Well, I'm let me tell you something, rant. Hayden. When, when it's around, I think you have to do something, right? Right. You're going to have to be the fan that shows up with a big Manfred clown sign. That would just be perfect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I, I, I think you and I should point, do that. At this point, and you know what? You can't fire me, Rob Manford, like you fired well, Ken Rosenthal. You can't fire me, buddy. I don't work for you. I wouldn't be surprised if he sends uh, some of his uh, 
those uh, yes men to come down and, and escort us out of the stadium and take our tickets away. But yeah, uh, I, I've seen some some crazy stuff. To me, what he did with the All Star Game was bad, uh, and it relates to as you were talking with politics. That's one thing, right? Right. You can argue in many ways of how and why and all that. That's bad. But to me, the worst thing is what he what he has done with the game, and really not just done lack of doing that is really killing the game of baseball for a long time. Baseball would not allow you to share clips. This is just, this is a game. This is, I'm just talking marketing. They would not allow anyone to share clips. In fact, they wouldn't even let you. Apparently it was illegal to on field stuff and like make a vlog about right. it or whatever, you know, things like that purposely made it harder. If you did all that, you had to pay them, right? All right. the rights and copyright rights. They made it purposely harder for any fan to share and, and, and put out that joy that you were just talking about. Hanging out with friends, seeing the best team or the team that you've grown up with, right? Yep. That your grandparents have grown up with, whatever, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And purposely made it hard for people to share that stuff on the internet, which is now basically what we do as a, a this generation of people, right? Right. The sharing of the game, and that's how it grows. That's how you get a generation behind. The fact that most kids th- this day, you can show them a picture of Mike Trout, and they won't be able to tell you who that player is, who may be the greatest player that ever played baseball. By the end of his career, absolutely. Yes, and they don't know who he is, is a shameful thing for baseball, and guess who's at the hands of this? I mean, we can blame Manfred too, but maybe the last commissioner, Seeley, they, they obviously don't care about growing the game and putting it out there. The game of baseball, people say it's boring, but it's because they haven't had the chance to see it, to explore it. And I guess one good thing about baseball now, it is the last affordable sport. You can go to a game for an affordable price and enjoy it. But, uh, you know, what about the, the kids that are playing video games and, and you know, they can't, they, they're not going to see an awesome clip of, of Mike Trout or, you know, Shohei Otani. I'm, I don't know why I'm referencing all Angels players, but I mean, look, look at our Acuna. Generational players that will be talked about for a long time. The fact that baseball hasn't done enough to promote it, to grow the sport is a shame. And we're in danger of losing its popularity here and around the world because of that. Right. I, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Um, you know, Jose, we got to talk. We were talking about. Uh, I'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a rabbit trail loophole here, a little bit. Um, but you look at the NFL right now. I mean, you've got. I, I feel like the NFL has done a great job at marketing their players. I mean, Tom Brady all these years, Peyton Manning. People still remember Peyton Manning. People still talk about Peyton Manning. I had a group of kids that weren't even born when Tim Tebow was playing football, but they were talking about Tim Tebow today. So the NFL, but that goes to show the NFL has done a great job at marketing over these years. And, you know, the NFL, we were talking about player treatment earlier. The NFL, starting salary for a first-round pick in the NFL, I mean, and you're making your NFL debut, you're stepping on your field, stepping on the field for the first time, you're making about five, six million dollars as compared to MLB, who's making, you know, $600,000 a year. You're making about 10 or close to 10 times what an MLB player is making in the NFL, making your debut. NBA, they've done a great job marketing. People still remember Kobe Bryant. People still remember, you know, um, Michael Jordan. People still remember those guys. I talked to a kid the other day who didn't even know who Cooper Jones was. 
That is a shame. And who that doesn't? is a shame. Who doesn't know who Chip? What good fan doesn't even know who Chipper Jones is? And, and who's I talk- to blame for that? Yeah. That's the thing. Yep. The people who are in charge. They didn't know who Ken Griffey Jr. was. They didn't oh my know. Gosh. They didn't know. I mean, they didn't know any. And it, man, it destroyed me. Jose, you know how bad, how passionate I am about the game of baseball. Yeah. And yeah. this is my passionate yeah. side coming out. I'm breathing pretty heavy right now. Come. You're fired up. I mean, I'm telling you what, Manfred really got you mad. <laughs> man, uh, it, it ticks me off to no end to see baseball be so stagnant when it could be so great like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it, we got to see in the playoffs this year, you and I sitting in the stands and even on TV, uh, the World Series, that game and that product, that more people need to see that. And the fact right. that it is not blowing up, I think it's at the hands of the commissioner and the game of baseball themselves. And I think all of this is tied down to that one topic I keep repeating the greediness of these owners to want more and more money and not enough for their player development, not enough for the players, their money, their salaries. I mean, look at all the stadiums that are being built that don't need to be built. And guess what? The players are not making enough. And the sport is honestly, I mean, if you look at the number, it it has been increasing recently, but it should be much better. Right. I agree with that a hundred percent, Jose. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It, it boils down to it's a shame, and something needs to be changed, and it needs to be changed quick, or else baseball is going to continue to go downhill, and I'm going to continue to get fed up with the nonsense that has been going on in the sport that I love for the past decade. That's just how yeah. it is. I mean, well, like I said. The sad thing is you're not the only one. Thousands of – hundreds of thousands of fans are very upset of what's happening. I mean – one of the nicest things, let me let me see if I can help you calm down a little bit, Hayden. <laughs> uh, so, what do you remember what happened when Mr. Manfred pulled out that trophy and all those Braves fans were in Houston? Do you remember that? Oh, that was beautiful. That was one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. And fans across baseball congratulated Braves fans for booing him. And he, I don't even remember Joe on because um, I was listening to the radio broadcast after it was over. And him just saying, and listen to this wonderful reaction to the commissioner. <laughs> that is uh, why so. I love Joe Simpson. And even at the parade, he continued, continued to um, to trash Rob Manford. I don't want to say trash, but he continued to show his displeasure. That's, yeah. that's probably the better word for Rob Manford. Um, I mean, yeah. It, and I love seeing that. I love seeing, you know, you see the, it, the TV the TV broadcasters, they kind of have to, you know, play the play the act of, oh, we, we can't say anything we bad care. about it. Yeah, the radio. But you get you get to the radio guys, that's where you're going to get the real stuff. Well, that's it's funny because prior to this, I was watching an MLB Network clip on the whole lockout. And, uh, dang, I forget the guy's name. He's a famous uh, commentator. But he was saying that tanking is not a problem and the money's not an issue. They just need to get a deal done. Well, right. that just sounds like an owner just – he works for MLB Network, which I guess is owned by baseball. And uh, I guess, you know, they put, that is, they've got to put something up their mouth. Yep, that is why a great MLB expert and Ken Rosenthal got fired because he came out and took a stand against Manfred. MLB Network had to fire him. But good on Ken Rosenthal for taking that stand. Well, and it's sad that, you know, these little guys – you could see what they're doing. They're so greedy right now. 
that anybody that's against them, they're going to do whatever it takes. I mean, they are holding the ba- the game of baseball right now to a standstill because they want more money. Yeah. And honestly, what the players are asking for is not a lot. They're no, not, not trying to get a ton of money, and they're not trying to get a lot more. Um, so It's egos. It's egos. That is, that's what it's boiling down to. You've got a lot of egos involved in this, and there's nobody wanting to get, give away their ego. The owners yeah. in particular. The owners, I, I, I'm – yeah, I'm fed, up. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with that. I'm fed up with the owners. I'm fed up with Manfred. I'm fed up with the politics that have gotten involved in this game. That I mean, I used to not like Roger Goodell. I used to not be a big fan of him, but now I've become more a little bit more of a fan of him. Rob, Rob Manfred makes Roger Goodell look like an angel at this point. Rob Manfred is borderline the devil, if you ask me. And I don't care if yeah. he takes away my podcast. I don't. know. Oh, he can't. I don't get paid. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, let me ask you this, and maybe this is the next thing you were going to bring up, so stop me if I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. But one of the big talks in the lockout and to fix the game of baseball, if we're now saying how do we fix it, I keep bringing it up, but how do you – I really believe that the game of baseball has also an issue with tanking. We talked about the marketing, but also the tanking aspect screws up fans and and the views of fans. You think fans down in Baltimore or in Miami or in – you know, these other teams. I mean, the other teams are a little better, but do you the, the lion? The, not the lions. The tigers. Detroit Tigers. Um, you really think they're going to want to watch? You know, like baseball when you lose, you know, hundred games 100. a year. Uh, I think it's a problem. I mean, do what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of tank. Here's my thing. I'm not a fan of tanking. I don't. I'm not against rebuilding, rebuilding a team, you know, starting over and building a team, and you know, building a foundation. But I'm not a fan of tanking. I'm not a fan of you know, oh let's not let's not start these guys tonight because you know we're already out of the playoffs. You know, let's not put our best guys out there because, I mean, I get it. You don't want them to get injured, but at the same time, the fans came to see those guys, the fans that have been loyal, the fans that you know, are sitting through these losing seasons like we were five, six years ago. We yeah. didn't necessarily – we during our rebuild, I think the Braves did that rebuild right. I, I mean, I might sound biased, but the Braves did that rebuild right. They never sat Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman never wanted to be sat, down, sat on the bench, never wanted to sit on the bench, um, you know, the, because the, the Braves knew what the fans wanted to see, and that was Freddie Freeman. That was – the young Dansby Swanson, Ozzy Albies. This was before Acuna even came up. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, I was looking at something with the Orioles the other day. I think the Orioles have four players in the top 50 prospects. They're just sitting there. The owners are sitting there just, you know, here we go again, back to the owners. They're sitting there waiting to call those guys up where they can make, you know, pay them very little. And, and then know, trade them. The team. Yeah, then they'll trade them. Get a lot of money for them and continue to just like – and I hate to say it because where I would want the Orioles to do well, but at this rate, you know, they won't. They won't. So I was thinking about how do you fix something like this. I believe that teams that continue to suck should not get top – any of the top five picks. I think it needs to that, – that needs to stop because what's going to happen is what you see with the, with the Orioles, you know – we're just going to pick on them for now. But right. the team the that continuously sucks. So guess what? 
What incentive do you have to win when you? Oh, I think the salary cap was forty-two million. I mean, that's a that's a salary, a New York Yankee salary, basically. Right. Who, by the way, that's, suck and we hate. But that's less than story. what Max Scherzer's making right now. Max Scherzer's and, making forty-three million a year. And it's if you look at Mets. how much money the Orioles are probably making, it's good money. Guess right. who is hurting in all of this? Uh, well, the fans of the Orioles who won't, there won't, you know, I'm sure that's going to dwindle. And all that generation of kids who are just never going to care for baseball because guess what? The team never is going to win. And what about these other players in the morale, you know, other players in that organization? What do they think about their management? Imagine how terribly run that organization is. Right. You continue to lose so you get more picks and get more money and just continue to do this over and over and over again. And some people say, well, you know, the Houston Astros did the same thing back in the day, or the Cubs did. It's different, right? That's why you have to limit it. If if you continue to suck for a couple years, too bad, so sad. Uh, I was watching, actually, it was a New York Yankee commentator. Uh, Forget his name. He's really, he's one of the radio guys. Um, Actually, no, he's he's the guy, the, the, the TV commentator guy. He said that he thinks uh, that some of these top picks should go to a wild card team to right. incentivize a team I that agree. is almost there, or even the team that didn't make it to the playoffs that had the best record. Well, I got that off of John Boy. Did you listen? Do you listen to a lot of John Boy media? Because he well, he, he suggested the exact same thing. Did he really? No, I, I have, but I didn't hear it from him. It's a New York Yankees commentator, really smart. Um, I really love to, to to watch his stuff because. Uh, he always has that perspective of trying. Uh, Michael K is his name. Michael K. Okay, He's yeah. Because the guy who I – John Boy, who I love listening to. I absolutely love listening to him. I, I think he has a great stance on sports. John Boy Media, for those that don't know him, if you're a baseball fan, if you're a diehard baseball fan like me and Jose, you definitely know who John Boy is. But, you know, if you're somebody who's looking for some more baseball um, knowledge and looking to watch, a, you know, a few baseball podcasts, you need to check out John Boy. Um, mm-hmm. John Boy suggested that, you know, the teams that are just on the outside looking into the playoffs, like, you know, the, the teams that are like third in the wild card standings in the National and the American League. I, I'm, just, I'm just assuming this is what he's saying. Like, you know, the first team out of the wild card, they should get the first pick to, to incentivize winning a little bit more and to um, add more fuel to winning. He suggested that, you know, the first two teams outside of the wild card. Like, so for the American League this year, it would have been the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, I think it was, or the Seattle Mariners. Um, yeah, 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 probably those two. I mean, think if they, if they got a first-round pick and, and they just made it, like, they're going to be powerful. And who yeah. cares if the Orioles get another first-round pick? Guess what? They're going to continue to suck for the next five years because they obviously don't care about winning. Right. I mean, that's just a poorly ran organization. I mean, you got the Orioles. Uh, you've got the Marlins, who uh, who are run by Derek Jeter, one of the greatest shortstops of all time. Well, yeah. I think the Marlins are up. Uh, uh, you know, it seems like they're turning things around. But yeah, let's the Diamondbacks. Um, the Marlins have a have a guy they can build around in Jazz Chisholm, who is fun to watch. If you want, if you're a kid looking for somebody to watch Pirates around in Miami, well. the Pirates. Yeah, they've got a few decent guys, um, but. Yeah, I agree with you. They're not. I think the Cubs are doing it right. I think the Cubs are doing a rebuild right. Um, you know, they've got a few guys well, they can build around. I, let me say, let me say something about the Cubs, and to all the Cubs fans because they're very passionate. 
you cannot give up in the middle of the season like they did and just right. trade off everybody and just, hey, let's just go ahead and rebuild. Ask a, a Cubs fan what they feel about all that. Now you've got to wait all these years. Yeah. You, you should not be allowed to just do that in the middle of the season, just dump all your players and let's just rebuild. But I mean, a couple in the years Cubs, ago, they were champions. In the Cubs' defense, I will, def- I will play devil's advocate to that, Jose. The Cubs' defense there, they did just sign a guy in Marcus Stroman who's a pretty good pitcher. And they're in the sweet, they're in the running to get Carlos Correa. So the Cubs, you know, they're kind of, they're just kind of revamping the the Cubs identity a little bit. Well, they, you, they, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, so I will say that, but I agree with you. You can't just give up in the middle of the season. I mean, I get, get trading away a few guys, but they traded away. On, they didn't trade away Contreras. They didn't trade away uh, Jason Hayward. Um but they did trade away key pieces in Baez, Bryant, um, Rizzo, Jock, uh, several guys. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't think of all of them. But, um, I mean, those are just the guys that came to my mind. So, yeah, you can't do that. You, you can't I – get, I get what you're saying there. I, I wouldn't like that either. But you're, we're going to continue to see that if there's no incentives to winning anymore. I mean, that again, it goes back to – it goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time. That's the owners, and that's kind of why we're in the situation that we're in right now in baseball with this lockout. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something has to be done with a game of baseball, and uh, you have to avoid this tanking. Someone else to talk about doing a draft lottery like the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you know, that may be a good thing. But honestly, what we have now of being incentivized to lose is really bad for the game. Something has to be done to improve that because we want to make sure these teams are competitive uh, and, and just keep the game of baseball fun, you know. Right. Uh, it, it sucks that all – there was another point that somebody had made that's really important. Why is it that Mike Trout has to continue to lose seasons and hasn't been to the, the best player in baseball, hasn't been to the World Series – hasn't really made it to the playoffs because he was drafted number one and the team, I wouldn't say tanked, but just sucked all these years. Or maybe he's a bad example, but think about other big names that just get stuck, uh, you know, for a long time with bad teams because of this tanking problem or this just right. no incentive to win, right? There has to be right. this incentive to win. Do you know what the – and I'll make this short. The, the, the biggest sport in the world, soccer, right? what the, the European soccer leagues do – they're teams that suck. Do you know what, how they do it over there? I'm not exactly sure. They have a system called relegation. So, and it's harder in baseball, I guess, right? Because this is one country and maybe. But over there, if you start to suck and you start falling off the ranks, and, and I'm not the best soccer, I'm not really a soccer fan, but this is, I've gotten this from a soccer friend. You get downgraded to basically their 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 minor leagues, if you will, right? They have other leagues under the major one, right? Which right. for us is the major league baseball. You get downgraded and another team that's been doing amazing down into the leagues moves up. That's a little different with baseball with how the structure is, but just what I'm trying to get at is is the how these teams in, in, in Europe or soccer, they they get punished. If you're gonna suck, you're done, right? You we you want the very best to be at the top and you punish those teams that don't seem to care or don't win you got to put that fire under them in baseball to win because that just benefits the whole sport in itself but right who knows right. if manfred will do anything about it 
don't he, think he, will. he didn't do anything about the Astros in 2017. He's not going to do anything about this tanking because Rob Manford sucks. That's what the bottom line is. Rob Manford sucks. And I'm going to I'm going to move on from that because we have one more thing to cover before we before we wrap up, Jose. All I want right. to talk. We were talking about you know past players and marketing and all that earlier. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame this week. David Ortiz. Oh boy. David Ortiz was elected into the Hall of Fame, which I mean, congratulations to him. Yada yada yada. Um, great ball player, great analyst, but there was a lot of controversy in the Hall of Fame this week because there were three very big time players in our generation that have been officially quote shut out of the Hall of Fame by the baseball writers: mm. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, the bloody sock back in two thousand and four when I was nine years old. I will never forget that. That ended the cur- that they say ended the curse of the Billy Goat or whatever they called it <coughs> back. Well, the Babe Ruth and, trade, yeah. Yeah, the Babe Ruth trade. Um in two thousand and four. I will never forget that. If you haven't seen that, Jose, I suggest you look at yeah, it. Yeah, I have. It what an amazing moment but, in in baseball. Yeah. That's back when baseball was in its at its peak before Manford took over. Sorry, I'm done talking about Manford now. I lied earlier. But um, but anyway, so you got the three very key guys locked out of the Hall of Fame by the baseball writers. Mm-hmm. Is it um, deserved? Well, uh, you the uh, Schilling. I remember Barry Bonds very well because I grew up in Francisco area, mm-hmm. and I remember when that guy was hitting home runs, and I mean everybody was going crazy for good reason. This guy was chasing. The true home run leader of all the true home run king, right? Henry Aaron. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I believe they don't need to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm the old school person. I know everybody in baseball has not flipped to, to go out and say that these guys should be in the Hall of Fame. When you cheat like they did, no, none of those proven cheaters or people we know have cheated should be in the Hall of Fame. So the right. fact that David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame, which I like the guy, he's very personable. That's probably why he made it, rather than these guys that don't talk as much or even Schilling who goes he's on. He's more fan-friendly, and I think that's probably what got him in. That's probably what got him in there. So it's weird that the writers would get Ortiz, who has admitted to it, right? Uh, and maybe that was the other thing, is he admitted to it. These other guys didn't necessarily admit. Yeah, but see, at that point, you're 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 now – Changing the rules of who goes in and out of the, of the I, game. I agree. I don't. The rules should all. be if you cheated in the game, you didn't play the game right. So then you don't deserve to be in because your numbers are skewed and you can't prove when you did it when you didn't do it. One hundred percent. So David Ortiz should not be in the Hall of Fame. And let me go on a limb. Carlos Beltran, who cheated with the Astros, should also not be in the Hall of Fame in the twenty seventeen asterisks by the World Series. In fact, take that World Series title from them. Um, that's only the only time I felt bad for the for the Dodgers. But <laughs> if you cheat in the game of baseball or cheat in any you know sport like that, why do you deserve Hall of Fame treatment? Why are you a Hall of Famer? Is more than just a great baseball player. It's a good ambassador for the sport, uh, and that's why I don't think they should be in. But to Rob Manford, that World Series trophy is quote just a trophy. Tell that to the other thirty teams that, or twenty nine teams that were trying to win that World Series that year. Tell that to the Dodgers. Tell it to the Braves. Still out to all those teams to try to win it that year, buddy. But anyway, done talking about Manfred now, officially. Okay, I had to get that out. I had to get that out of my system. Um, oh, there's but, many more to come. <laughs> oh, there will be many more episodes of me just trashing Rob Manfred. But anyway, yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, everybody's been saying, oh, well, 
you know, Barry Bones is the home run king. Yeah, whatever. He's not the home run king. Um, you know, just all these guys that deserve to be put into the Hall of Fame. Let's let's take a step back. Let's go back past generations of baseball, Jose. Let, let's take a trip down memory lane. A guy who we weren't fortunate enough to watch, but a guy that I very well know my dad was fortunate enough to watch because he talks all the time about this player. And a guy that I know several people that we're fortunate to see this. Let's talk about Pete Rose. Yeah. If, if Pete Rose is banned from the Hall of Fame for gambling, which I'm not necessarily saying I'm pro gambling. Don't let everybody go and put that on me saying, hey, Hayden says it's okay to gamble. I mean, it, it, do to each their own. But Pete Rose, all he did, he bet on his own team when he would go out and make these bets, by the way. So he had no control over these bets that they're yeah. making a big deal out of. He made bets on his own team. So yeah, it's, that's, not like, that's it's not like he went out and purposefully struck out three times a game to make, you know, $500, probably more than that. But Pete Rose is still banned from the Hall of Fame for that. That's not even cheating. That wasn't even, you know, he didn't yeah, put anything in his he, body. His whatever thousands of – what is it? He's got the most hits of all time, right? Yeah, he's got the most – he's all um, he's all-time hit leader. He's the first player manager, I believe, in baseball. Yes. So think about it. None of that – I don't believe the gambling affected his actual hitting the ball. No. Right? He was his actual paid, performance. And and some of this happened when he was a manager, I, I believe, too. So, yeah, that, he shouldn't be shut out, right? That, what I'm arguing against is any enhancement of your game right, or cheating right. of the game that affects your numbers that are now in question – that right. should that should but eliminate you from from contention. I, I, I agree with you with that. I'm saying this to the people that say Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. If Pete Rose is still shut out of the Hall of Fame, banned from the Hall of Fame, then so should these guys that took the steroids, that cheated to get there to get to where they were. Because you got guys like Dale Murphy who worked his tail off his whole career. Andrew Andrew Jones. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm talking from a Braves fan perspective here that are still out of the Hall of Fame. And you want to go back and watch some guys that balled out back in the day. They're not in the Hall of Fame. They played the game right. Pete Rose exactly. played the game right. He just made one little mistake, which technically not even a mistake. And he's banned from the Hall of Fame. So why should well, these guys that cheated get banned from the Hall of Fame? Or should yeah. not? Oh, yeah. And what Pete Rose did is probably could get you in jail. Yeah, uh, but that's true. For that kind of gambling, uh, especially when you are part of the – I don't even know what that's the rules true. are. That's true. You're right. You're right. So you're right. I could see that. That's different than the Hall of Fame in the sense that he's not – that's not affecting his numbers. When we look at a player's numbers and somebody tells me, I've seen a bunch of stats by Barry Bonds of how amazing he was in stats. Great. You know who else is amazing in all these great stats? Me on MLB The Show that can <laughs> play randomly and change up all kinds of stats – because, of course, you're totally different than the reality, which was hopefully the reality is players are not cheating. Um, you know, and, and the other thing that makes people mad of why he's not in is they said baseball knew it, which we know baseball knew it, too. Didn't do anything about it. So why are you now punishing them? And yeah. here's the thing. If someone – it doesn't matter what it is. If you do something wrong, regardless if you get a wafer with it then and your boss or your company or your – whoever it is, the government lets you away with it, it's still wrong, and you should still face the consequences. This is ethics 101. But obviously, to some of these players and, and writers 
or, or some other writers, right? Because the majority of writers agree with me in this, um, are, you know, should, should kind of take a, a trip down ethics lane. I agree. I agree with that 100%. And you know what? Maybe maybe we should start changing the way people vote in the Hall of Fame if they, if they feel so strongly about it. Maybe players should start having a say. Maybe current Hall of Famers should have a say. I know in college football, former Heisman winners get to vote on who should win the Heisman in college football. So maybe we should start doing that in baseball. Maybe Hall of Famers should be able to get a vote and who joins the brotherhood in the Hall of Fame. You know, if we that's, wanna, that's if, a great if, point. If we want to fix this issue, there's there's ways to fix every issue. I say this all the time. There's pro, there's solutions to every problem. I say this to my students. I say this to anybody that says they have a problem. There's a solution to every problem. Yes. And you may there is a problem in the way of all of this. And we've already mentioned his name multiple times. Keep blaming him, but baseball management in general, um, that hasn't done anything about it. I mean, Bud Selig could have done a lot to fix all this steroid situation, too. Right, I agree. But anyway, thank you guys for those that listen that are going to listen to the show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Touch Them All podcast channel or the Armchair Banner channel, and so you can get more episodes of Touch Them All because we have plenty more content coming your way. We're going to continue to bring you information as these meetings progress and hopefully we continue to see progress over the next few weeks. Hopefully we have opening day coming up very soon. We will see Jose and I will continue to bring that to you. We will have more episodes where I'm going to passionately tarnish Rob Manford's integrity. Please don't get me for defamation of character. Um, I'm I'm just going to talk a lot of trash um, because I have a lot to say. I have a lot that's been held in over the years. Of, about Rob Manford. Uh, next week, I believe our episode is going to be on more. We're going to talk more in depth on the current situation in the minor leagues. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys.